The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. two-man power trip of wrestling i'm your host jp john pause with me today a very special guest former two-time deep south world heavyweight champion former nxt world tag team champion you may know him as connor of the ascension but he is big con big con welcome to the two-man power trip how you doing hey thank you for having me sir appreciate it man so what's going on in your world what have you been up to Man, so for me, uh, I've just been doing the uh, the old coaching thing, man. I've uh, been down here in uh, sunny Tampa, Florida, coaching. Uh, me, Jay Lethal, uh, David Mercury. We just brought on Sumi Sakai and uh, Evan Bourne, which is awesome. So we've been uh, building a brand that we truly believe in. Um, on top of that, you know, just running around, doing shows here and there, uh, signings, getting ready to start doing my first seminar here pretty soon. Um, and being a at-home father and, and husband, which has been, you know, really awesome. Very cool. And what is the, uh, the training school with uh, Jay Lethal and the guys? What is, what school is it? Uh, it's called, uh, the, the wrestling lab. Um, and it's, uh, based in Pinellas park, which is generally in, uh, it's primarily in, um, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. So there we have. We train beginners, advanced. Uh, we've got a four-month uh, beginners course, um, and yeah, it's uh, we're growing. We're looking possibly for another building, more rings. Um, we've got over seventy students, so it's been uh, it's been pretty damn amazing, to be honest with you. Pretty cool. I didn't realize that there, you know, there was other training schools out there with you know obviously big names and good names associated with it. So that's yeah. good. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. So, I've been blessed and very fortunate to uh, to I guess quote unquote fall into this. <laughs> How did you fall into it? Um, uh, well, truth be told, my wife, um, who I met in the business, she wanted to train and get ready for uh, Wow, and there was a school that. She was familiar with Jay Lethal, and we ended up going there. At the time, it was called Tampa Bay Pro. And just one of them days, I was just talking about how much I've always wanted to give back to the kids in this business. Um, and and I think they, him and uh, another gentleman by the name of David Mercury overheard that and 
you know, they said, Hey, you want to partner up? And I was like, um, really? <laughs> I was like, cause they were going to give me the opportunity just to train on my, on their off days, uh, and have my own little thing going. But I was like, man, you know, they're great guys. And to me, it was like, what a hell of an opportunity. And I, just the three of us, like we just clicked and it just, it just, it's growing and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And, um, yeah, it's been neat to be a part of that. It really has. Do you have a lot of students? Uh, yeah, we've got about, well, we have over 70 plus. Um, I, I can't, for me to sit there and to count is, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we just started doing private training sessions. We've got a, a couple uh, uh, guys, one of them's uh, signed by AEW right now, primarily being trained, which we won't drop no names, but um, there's another gentleman who plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who's a uh, former uh, offensive tackle for them that we're uh, priming him for. And just recently, I've had two ladies drop onto my plate um, to get them ready for WOW. So it's been, uh, I never thought anything like this would happen, to be honest. In my life, I, I was like, nah, you know, I, I don't know what the hell to expect, but I never would have thought something like this would kind of unfold and uh, it's just I look forward to it it's it's a lot of fun that's pretty cool though like just to be able to do that and then and train some guys and then see them make it I mean you've made it but it's cool to see who you've trained make it like little protégés if you will yeah but the, they obviously you want them to be the best that they can be for themselves and and it, you know it's that's so much more than just coaching too because I've had to call my own coach um because you know you're not just going to be talking about wrestling. That's see, I thought that's all you were going to do is just go in there and show them how to wrestle. And now you're taking on uh, personal, uh, personal experiences, things that are going on in their life, or if they need help or if they need someone to talk to, it's like, you're a, you know, you're kind of a counselor too. And it's, um, you know, it, it's challenging, um, but it's really neat to watch these kids grow and come into themselves. Now, I always talk to Dr. Tom and do a show with him. Obviously, you know Dr. Tom pretty well. He yeah. says, like, when the guys succeed, it just makes his resume look even better. He's kind of joking, but he is kind of serious, too, because, you know, He's when The Rock succeeds or Kurt Angle succeeds, it's like, oh, trained by Dr. Tom. You know what I mean? He gives himself a little pat on the back there. Yeah. But Dr. Tom is awesome. You know, I saw him not too long ago, and uh, <laughs> he was actually one of the guys I went up to, and I was like, Doc, you know, I really need some advice. And the first thing he did um, was uh, he handed me his book. He said, anything and everything you need will be in this book. And uh, so I've kept it with me everywhere I've gone. Um, I've just been uh, fortunate to have a lot of good people and mentors in my life. Um, Dr. Tom was one of those guys for me specifically, since we've mentioned his name, who, you know, every point in my life that I needed to talk to somebody and he was able to grab the pieces, put them back together and build me back up, especially, you know, with self-confidence and, um, and being unsure. He was such a, he's such a great guy. And as you know, like, you know him, he's hard to come by. I'm hard to come by this. Big time. Guys like yeah. him are a few and far between. He's funny because people like, oh, Dr. Tom, I don't, you know, maybe I don't remember him or Heavenly Bodies, but if you really look at it, I mean, he's trained some great guys and his knowledge of wrestling is, is bar none, one of the best. 
Yeah. Are you with me still? Yep. I still with me. Yep. Okay. Okay. Sorry. You paused on me. Um, so, you know, Dr. Tom, you know, when it comes to training, like you, like you were saying, like he trained some, some of the greatest people that have drew some of the biggest money in this business. And, and, you know, you could look at him like that, but for me, I've always looked at Dr. Tom, not only is it just a great human being, but like I was able to talk to him about personal things in, in my life other than just wrestling. And that's one of the things I've always appreciated about Dr. Tom um, is it, you know, if he wants to let you in on a personal level, he will. And he's given, you know, some pretty damn good advice, you know, if he really likes you, if he doesn't like you, well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be good for most people. So, right. Yes, definitely. Yeah. When did you first meet him? I guess it would be Florida Championship Wrestling somewhere in the mid 2000s. No. That's when you first met him. No, I first met him. in. So I don't know if a lot of people in knew about Dr. Tom, but he got shut down and Dr. Tom got the position and he came in in McDonough, Georgia, and he ended up taking that role. And that was the first time I had met Dr. Tom. Um, and, you know, at first, anytime you want to go through change, there's always going to be like that wall that comes up. And you're just like defensive and you're unsure. And am I going to like this guy? Am I not going to like this guy? And just as time went on, like he just, I mean, it didn't take that long. He really, really grew onto me. Um, and, and, you know, looking back at it, being a bit older now, it's like, you know, it's just, you want to just look at him in so many, in so many ways and just say thank you for just taking the time to acknowledge me as a fucking human being, <laughs> you know, yep. um, and not as a wrestler. And he's just such a down to earth coach down-to-earth guy it, it just i was lucky to have him and i wish and i hope everybody gets an opportunity to go to his school to do his seminars because there's so much knowledge in that man's brain with you when you get in and you're you know you're deep south or you know the fcw are you thinking WWE your whole like whole time like you're in developmental quote-unquote but are you thinking of like yourself and getting better and, and your current state, are you thinking, oh, I got to make it WB? Are you kind of thinking past where, you, where you're at? Um, man, that's like a, that's a major rewind. I, first off, I probably wasn't thinking that if I had to go back to that time, because I was probably thinking about where was I going to go party that night, to be honest with you. Oh, or, or that, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I like to get out every now and then. Um, but, you know, for me, I always just, I never... I never really sat back and I never, like if I saw a guy surpass me or bypass me, whatever, I never, jealousy never got in, never, it never got to me. I wasn't always like, what the hell, why is he going up there? And I'm not, I always knew that as time progressed and as hard, even if you work hard, no matter how hard you work, you're going to get your opportunity. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but you just have to make sure that you're ready when it does. Um, so I never, I never doubted myself. I never was worried about anything. I just kind of rolled with the punches. How do you get like recruited in? Like, how do you get noticed when right. you get developmental? Like who signs you? How, like, how do they, you know, how do they find you? Right. <laughs> so my story, I always tell students cause it, cause today is so much different now. Um, it, it, for me, it was right, right place, right time, knowing the right people. Um, there was, uh, I was pretty easy to get along with, uh, 
I like to think I still am. Um, but I trained at a gentleman uh, by the name of Rusty Brooks who passed away down in South Florida. And that was where I started at. I, I ended up meeting um, um, Angel Orsini, who was uh, she, up in the Northeast area. And she, she knew Tommy Dreamer. At the time, Tommy Dreamer was in the office who was looking for people, signing people. He was basically talent relations at that point. And I, you know, I told, um, I had, well, I asked Angel one day, I said, Hey, do you think it's worth a shot to send a tape in <laughs> and, uh, and just see what happens? And she goes, absolutely. I think great. She goes, um, let me get Tommy's information and I'll let you know. And honestly, I didn't think anything was going to happen. I just figured it was worth a shot just to see. Um, and she made the connection. She told me where to send the tape. I sent it into Stanford. Um, and I want to say about two weeks later, you know, they brought me in, um, when I, it was in Fort Lauderdale, they brought me in to get, just to get a look at me. And that's where I met Johnny Ace. And then a couple months later, they, they put a contract in front of me. So I only trained on the Indies for about, I was on the Indies for maybe four years. Um, so I was really lucky, you know, I was very lucky, um, when, or how I found my way in, but it's up to me at that point to make sure that I stayed in. Do you think that you're like the guy that they're looking for? They say Vince is like the body guy. Like obviously you're bigger than than the normal wrestler, especially nowadays. Forget about it. <laughs> You'd be maybe you know one of the <laughs> biggest guys. But do you think like you're like the prototypical? Like this is what Vince and Johnny Ace. Like this is what they're looking for, just as far as size wise. Um. Well, you know, back then it wasn't a lot of small guys, right? I was considered the average guy. I was. A 465 um and now back almost 25 years old so it's what they look for the are they looking for the so um it, it's it's a really hard to say because to me i you know, when I look at things like this, I always think business. Can I make money off of you? Do you have something um, that you can bring to the table where I know that you're going to get viewerships? And that's what that boils down to, whether it's a big guy or a small guy. Can can you make my company? Very true. So when they do sign you and they do bring in, you said it was Deep South first. You, you go down there. Were you there for Deep South when – I know you're there. You're two-time champion, so you're there for a little bit of time. But were you there when they closed the doors on Deep South? Yeah, I over, I've over, I overstayed my welcome in uh, developmental period. <laughs> um, but yeah, How I was so? there. I, I, was, I was the original. Um, I was one of the originals. There's 15 of us that started, Miz being one of them. And then um, what ended up happening was uh, they shut those doors. Uh, John Laurinaitis wanted to move it down to the Florida area where he lived so that he could have hands on it more. And then that's kind of how that evolved. And then of course, FCW turned into NXT Performance Center. <laughs> so I went through that whole damn thing. <laughs> it was wild. What do you think about that? Like, what do you think about that? Because look at the Performance Center. It's like this NFL facility, yeah. WWE power yeah. plant, like, you know, yeah. on steroids, whatever you want to say. I mean, it, it's just awesome. Yeah. But yeah. you used to train next to like the grocery store or in the P the yeah. baseball place or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you went through yeah. some rough times there. 
you know, I don't know if it was rough times. You were still making paychecks. Um, it was interesting times. And, uh, you know, I laugh because I remember when I got into Deep South, I was thinking to myself, man, how does it get any better than this? This is great. You know, um, and then you see FCW and you're like, man, there's no way it gets better than this. And then you see the NXT Performance Center and you're like, okay, there's no way it's getting better than this. <laughs> right. Do you think um, it's a spoil, spoiling you guys a little bit, though? You know, that Performance Center is pretty damn nice. It is nice. And I think that's great. I think it's if I could go back in time, I, I would say I wish I had that place. You know, and that's just me being honest about it. I think the PC is a great place. They've got doctors on staff. They've got therapists. They've got, they've got just, they just have everything that you could possibly need. They had the performance out every tool that I can guarantee any wrestler wishes they had to succeed. So if they don't succeed and get out of there, um, it's kind of hard to, to believe it. You know, there's, there's so much there that, that plays in your benefits and, well, you were saying like the, uh, it would not really spoiling the uh, right. center. Yeah, no, no. I, and this is just my personal feelings. I don't think that, that it's spoiling the kids. I think it's giving these, these athletes a, uh, or professional wrestlers or entertainers, whatever you want to call them. I think it's given them more tools to succeed. I really do. Um, you know, they've got doctors on staff. They've got uh, physical therapists that are there. Things that I can guarantee you we all wish that we had. I mean, I've got, a, I got a taste of it. You know what I mean? Because I was the PC for just a, a, a little bit, but uh, I think it favors them. I don't think it, I, I don't think it spoils them. I, I just, I hope that they all use it to their benefit because there's a lot of knowledge in that, in that building as well. Do you think that, you know, just the way you came up, it's like a good thing, like go through the Indies, learn, then hit developmental, like slow learning. Or do you think getting right into the performance center where it's almost cookie cutter ish? Because, you know, you're not used to traveling. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, how do you think about like the way you got in versus the way maybe like somebody today got in where they just go right to the performance center? Well, you know, I think, well, so a lot of the guys I, I believe now, if I'm not mistaken, that are coming in are former athletes. Right. And that's that's that that's yep. the understanding that I'm getting. So to think that it's it's cookie cutter, I, I don't believe that because what those guys had to go through just to become successful in say football or professional baseball, like those guys are those guys I'm sure had a struggle too, just like a, a, a basic wrestler like myself had to, but just in our own different ways. You know, and that and that's just my opinion. So um, I, I think every, I'm not going to get too deep, but I think everybody struggles in their own way before they get there. And I think, you know, um, it's just a matter of uh, using the tools that are there to benefit you and to help you succeed. Do you think that it's not better, but do you think that it, you become more well-rounded as a wrestler? If, per, if like you're, you're kind of going in that direction where you've wrestled kind of everywhere you, you're learning the ropes, not paying your dues, so to speak, but you know, you're coming up, you're traveling, you're working on the right. road constantly hotels. Do you think that right. I don't know, does, that, does that do anything? Does that make you better? Does that kind of give you a more insight into the business? Well, I, I don't want to say 
it's hard to say because like, again, we're, if we're comparing it to what I think that they're doing now, a lot of athletes travel and they live in hotels and, and yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and wrestlers, that's all we've done too. Uh, it's almost like to become an athlete, it, it, it's like the performance center is made for that also, you know, for that transition to become a former athlete into a professional wrestler. I think that also if you are, say, an independent uh, wrestler and you're getting the opportunity to go in there, um, you're going to you're going to be more well-rounded um, because you have just as much opportunity as, say, um, the the professional athlete does. So I, I think it's a win win for everybody, to be honest with you. And that's not being political or anything. That's just that's reality. You know, that the PC was specifically set up to make success happen for the stars that are there and hopefully those guys take advantage of that a lot of people say and even guys within the company have said like if you're from the indie scene or something you have some bad habits that you bring to nxt or the performance center they get rid of do you believe in that like wb's gonna get rid of your quote-unquote bad habits or they'll bring you in and they'll teach you their way is is that like a good way of looking at things well, so I think any job you go to, right, they all are going to have their ways of doing things. Like, I mean, we're all smart. Like, you see AEW and the way mm -hmm. they do stuff. You see the way WWE does stuff, you know. Um, but it works. That's that's the thing. It works on all, all platforms, you know. Um, everybody, it just, it's just, here's an opportunity. We give you the stage. Make the best of it. That's all you can do. Um, and so I, I, bad habits, We everybody's got bad habits, right? Like we've all had bad habits at one point in our life. I'm sure you've had bad habits. I've had bad oh, habits, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I think that's a learning process. It, it's a matter of, you know, that's how you learn. You, you mold yourself into being better, no matter what it is, whether it's wrestling or if it's your nine to five, it just, it, you just make yourself better. That's all up to the individual themselves. With you as you're coming along, when they do that, you know, pre-NXT, when it's the NXT TV show, you know, right. like the season four, season five, you're with right. Del Rio, you're with Kozlov. What did you right. think just, just in general about that show? Because I know a lot of the fans are not particularly high on that show just because, yeah, they have you doing some wrestling stuff, but then it's some, I don't know, it's not, it's a little goofy at times. Like, what did you think about your experience on, on that show? Um, you know, I... I thought it was cool to be honest with you, uh, because okay. first off, um, I never, I never uh, was even looked at until that point, right? They knew I was in developmental. That was really my first time ever coming um, up on uh, the WWE stage, and you know I've had some incredible pros with Del Rio, um, um, uh, Vladimir Vlad. I mean, he's awesome, <laughs> you know. Just them guys in general were great. Um, they were great to me. That the backstage, like the back, was awesome. Um, you just never knew what the uh, what's the the you never knew what the competition was going to be, you know. So you're always on edge a little bit. But I mean, it's it's show business, and you're going to always be on edge because you don't really anything can turn in a hat. Like, you know, you got ten minutes. Next thing you know, you got five minutes because somebody went over on time or whatever it may be. So you just got to be able to adjust. Did you think like, okay, that's a good showcase, not necessarily 
um, like you mentioned, like not necessarily like, okay, the show is great, but like, it's a great showcase that people are actually going to see you. Obviously Vince is going to see you and whoever else that needs to see, they're going to see what you could do on TV. Right. Um, it's, it got me there. It got me looked at. That's the thing. Like I, for me specifically, like I got there because of that show. Um, and it, it helped me be able to, to learn how everything was done um, as far as camera angles, working certain things. Um, ideally, you know, you always want the big, oh my gosh, here he comes and pyros. And, but, you know, you look at some of the guys that were on that show and, you know, they've done pretty well for themselves, you know, especially the pros. Like, you, you know, like for instance, um, you know, I don't know what the ratings were. I'm not really sure, but like all the pros that were there were, you know, Hey, if you got any questions, ask me, we're here to help, whatever it may be, you know? So everybody was really super freaking cool, man. So like Del Rio, would you actually give you advice? Not, not just as a pro, but like behind the scenes, he would tell you some, drop you some knowledge. Well, oh yeah, of course. Like uh, camera angles, like uh, you work uh, one to three, like, you know what I mean? Like he, he, there was a certain way that he worked, which was, which worked great for him um promos if i had if there were promos i would walk up and ask him you know like what do you think you know and uh he was like good now make it like your way that you would do it you know and then of course working with ricardo uh, ricardo i love ricardo like he's such a he, he's close to the family and uh, he's fun to, i mean he was fun to work with you know so i know i know some of the fans didn't really care for the whole um, the whole angles and whatever, but you know, a lot of those guys got looked at because of it. So it changed some people's lives, which is, you know, which is what you want to do. Like you, you're not there to be in and out. You want to be there to, you know, at least leave an impression, make some money. Um, and, and uh, I guess be able to walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I've noticed, not like it's a WB versus AEW thing or a WB versus Indies thing, but I noticed if guys are from WB or, they, or they're in WB, they know how to work the cameras. I even noticed at that pay-per-view from AEW, like they kind of didn't know where the cameras were, which I was shocked at and some of the angles and they weren't working or playing to the cameras. I thought like, it's like, wow, it's almost like WB 101. They, right. I mean, they make sure, you know, it's TV. You're focusing in on the million people watching, not necessarily the thousands of people in the arena. Right. Um, well, no, you've got to learn to cater to both. <laughs> okay. You've got to, because think about it, right? Like you want the crowd reaction for TV purposes. Right. Right. Um, and they're, they're very important because they're, you know, they, uh, they work hard just to buy a ticket there. And, you know, you've got, you know, the father there who's got, you know, nowadays it's, you know, it's kind of scary to see, you know, with, you know, inflation and everything like that. You know, the son wants a Coke, the son wants a T-shirt, you know. So, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of families that are there that you want to cater to, that you want to make a part of, you know. And it, the viewers at home, you need viewerships, too. You know, you want to knock ratings up. You know, that's, that's one of the big things is ratings, ratings, ratings. It's got to be that top show. You want uh, everybody to be happy, too. When you get into the actual NXT, you know, the, the, the league. Yeah. Is it like is is it immediate that they're creating the ascension in the group? Not you and Victor, but you and Ricardo and Raquel. Right. Like, was that 
was that immediate? Like when, when they're like, okay, we got to create the Ascension. Was that created from FCW? Like where did that kind of come from? What was the genesis of the Ascension? Well, so me and Ricardo, we laugh about it to this day. That was actually Ricardo's vision. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people knew that, but that was Ricardo's, uh, Ricardo's uh, vision for the whole thing. It was NXT season five. I got voted off. Um, and I came in and they said they had already him and uh, him being Bill DeMott and Dusty Rhodes. They've already had a vision of where they wanted to place me. And I said, OK. And um, Ricardo, you know, explained everything to me and said, hey, this is the idea. It's the five chakras. We got the five people. Um, so it's supposed to be very, uh, very light, very um, positive, all that, you know, the elements and all that stuff. Um, and you know, I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I, I liked the idea of working with the other four because I just liked them as people. Um, but I didn't understand how this was going to, um, I guess manifest itself, I guess is the word. Um, so anyways, one day Ricardo was at TV out in, um, California and he said, I, I texted him. I said, Hey, it's promo day today with dream. What do we do? And he said, just talk about the Ascension and what it means to you. And so then I put out the text to everybody in the group and I said, hey, Ricardo said, let's talk about the Ascension and what it means to us. And um, I said, let's all dress up. We all wear black because it's very business appropriate. And I just thought elegance, whatever. Um, and at the time, uh, True Blood was very popular. And we got in there. We positioned ourselves the way that we wanted to position ourselves. And we all set our one-liners and Dream pulled us in. And we went in there and he's like, what do you see? I'm, honestly, I was like, I see five people in black outfits. And he goes, no. He goes, no, baby, I, I see vampires. <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. That's the thing. And, and I told, um, he's like, hang on one second, baby. And he called everybody in that was in that promo. And he goes, what do you all see right here? And <laughs> no, nobody knew what to say and um dream explained to us that hey you all look like vampires and um like that move that, that showed true blood and then from there it just kind of evolved into itself and then you know um everybody started kind of moving away and doing their own thing and uh eventually left me and um tom latimer um as a team um and then eventually it became me and uh, rick victor um, and that took on its own element. And then we went to the main roster that took on its own element. So there were so many variations of it, um, which much like my uh, developmental career, yeah. <laughs> just variations. So by that point, I was so used to it. But I was like, man, when you look back at it now, you um, you appreciate it because, you know, you come off NXT season five, you're a little upset. You know, nobody likes to get voted off of things. And, you know, then you. You come into this, you're not sure which direction it's going to go, and then it turns into what it turned into um, in NXT. And uh, I believe to this day we still hold the the record, which is insane to me. Um, and then, of course, it evolved into its own thing when we went to the main roster. So, evolution. It's just yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. just constantly changes. Got to rewind for a second, though. What's yeah, it like do. with Dusty Rhodes? What's the relationship yeah. like with Dusty? Because I always hear these promo classes. That's great, though. He can just pick it out and be like, I'm envisioning vampires. You know what I mean? Like, that's so cool. He was 
fucking amazing. Um, I absolutely love him. Everything I do when I think about him, um, I, I have taken everything he's taught us in my mind that I love to give in promo classes or when I talk to kids about character development now. He was a huge inspiration on the success that we had um, in the first uh, Black and Gold NXT, him and Hunter, and, and of course, Bill DeMott. They had a huge part of our success and why we did so well. Always be when grateful. You, Always. When, like when you look at it, is it a lot of nerves though? I mean, promo class with might be the greatest promo guy ever saying like, you know what I mean? Like uh, giving you guys orders or even just listening to you guys. No, never orders. That's the one thing I will say is that dream always lets you be yourself. Hmm. He was very big into trying new things, seeing if it worked. Um, and he would give you input and he would help you. Like even when I did the rat character, um, you know, and the, the NXT version that you were talking about dream and it never aired. And I wish it did, but dream ended up grabbing that character because he understood and, and knew what I seen. It was supposed to be very Joker esque slash the rat character. Um, but he saw it and he understood because, you know, he's, he's a visionary. He was old was a visionary um and i think that's what was so great about him and he knew how to speak to people too like he could if you didn't understand it he would help you understand it he was patient he loved giving his time and making the business um so much better and just giving back to people that cared seems like that would be a pressure pack situation though it's like oh my god dusty Rhodes is doing the promo class you know yeah no no he always he always had a way of inviting you and making you feel comfortable. Um, he never, ever made me feel like that. And um, he, he was easy to talk to if you needed to talk to him. He always made himself accessible. If you needed to go in and talk to him about some ideas or a pitch or what you think or or whatever it may be, he, he was an exceptional, just an exceptional human being to have. Um, and it just, it, it really stinks in so many ways that we lost him, you know. he. So, so much knowledge um, and just such a great entertainer too, right? We can, we can go back and watch his stuff forever. Yep. Like it's amazing. You know, he, he, he was so good. I was actually so fortunate and lucky two days before he had passed, I had it was able to interview him and I was talking to him. They were doing this hall of fame in Tampa. So I was able to talk to him yeah. and you know, he doesn't really know me, but I'm like, oh, I'm just so Mark. He goes, you're a wrestling historian, baby. Don't yeah. say Mark. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. But you know, it, it was really cool. Like, but he makes you feel like, you know him, you know, like he's like, Hey Johnny, instead of John, you know, he just makes you feel like he knew you. And as soon as I hear I, he passed, like, Oh my God. Cause he's talking about doing more interviews and he sounded great. So it was like, Oh, just a shame. Such a shame. Yeah. So the dream that you got was the dream that we all knew. He made you feel welcome and it was yeah. never, ever, ever made you feel nerve wracking or anything. If anything, you made yourself feel nervous. He would never right. make you feel like that. <laughs> yeah, he, it's awesome. It's funny. It's like he doesn't know me for a hole in the wall, but he acted like we were like old buds. You know, it's funny. Yeah, he's awesome. So when you and Rick Victor get put together, who is putting you guys together, making you guys just the, you know, the look that we saw in NXT? 
Right. So that that was brought on by uh, Triple H. Um, Tr Triple H wanted to put the package together. Norman Smiley thought that it was a great thing, you know, and and it and, and it was, um, and it worked great. And even to this day, him and I, you know, like when we work together, like it's just like we never lose a beat. You know, where we, we can look at each other. We know what we're thinking. We don't have to always talk to each other, but we know what we're thinking. Um, yeah, it, it uh, that was Hunter's vision. Um, and um, and it just, it worked. I don't know how to explain it. He was perfect for the part, too, because of the look he had, right? Like, he had, like, that very vampire-looking, you know, and not to mention... You know, I, I know I'm pretty sure you interviewed him and he was uh, he's he's a pretty badass technician. He's a great worker. Yeah, just had him on not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's a damn good worker. Yeah. You know, he covered up a lot of my flaws. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a perfect compliment, right, for a tag team like Brad and Anvil. I mean, it's kind of perfect when you have like that combination. Yeah, and, and and I think too, it, what makes it so good is that you know he's just a, as you know, he he's a great human being too. Very chill, very you know relaxed. But then when it's go time, he knows how to turn it up. I thought it was a great combination because you know you're the big guy, you're the powerhouse. He's not small at all, but still smaller, but a, but a great worker. I, I like you know the combination when the two guys aren't exactly the same. You know what I mean? It's like peanut butter and jelly it goes better together when they're not exactly the same guy. Boy, peanut butter and jelly back when I was 340. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You you were pretty big, yeah. And it's funny. He's not small at all, but he looked real small compared to you. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I was I was pretty heavy. I got up to about 340. Um, and uh, it wasn't the best weight. <laughs> Even I knew that. It's like man, I got to change something in my life. This is getting rough. <laughs> gotcha. When you guys are put together, do they say Legion of Doom, Road Wars? Do they say that at all? Because so many people no. get that vibe from the Ascension. So, you know, it, you know, when, when this, when this happened, um, when this comparison started, um, this is right at the, the end of our NXT run, I believe before we're about to get called up to the main roster. And I remember, Dream telling us it's very important that you guys explain to yourselves that there can only be one LOD. There can only be one demolition. There can only be one powers of pain and there can only be one ascension. It's very important that you guys talk about that because um, you don't ever want to emulate um, another team. You really don't like you want to be your own person or your own team. And, and when going back, you look at the NXT version, um, you could see we were doing our own thing. You could see that's who we were, you know, the people, that's why people bought into it. They knew that that was who we were. And then, you know, the, the comparison, I, you know, it, it, it was a tough, tough pill to swallow because we, we, we specifically never wanted to ever be compared to anybody, you know? Um, and, you know, I, and Vic, I don't know if he talked to you about this or not, but, we had um, the opportunity to speak with Animal um, in person together, and uh, we talked to him and kind of, you know, explained um, that we were sorry, that we, that we hoped that there was no ill will towards us because of that. 
and he understood like and i think the best part about that was talking to him man to man face to face about it um and that was really important to us and then of course we talked to demolition and i talked to uh, powers of pain because i know the warlord you know pretty well um and so we felt like we had to do that out of the respect to those men because those are men that paved the way um that allowed us to feed our families and that was very important to us so you know that might be a thumbnail for you but yeah but um but yeah that that was one of the things that we took upon ourselves to do once uh we were done was that we're like we've got to talk to these men if we can and clear the air at least just to make sure and you know they they probably didn't give a damn to be honest with you but it was the right thing to do at least from a man's perspective the way i look at it like that was the right thing to do did anybody like warlord or animal did they say oh you're copying off us or are they like pro you guys saying do your thing we love it like stuff like that positive stuff um yeah so they understood they all understood which was nice to hear you know um that was that was very important for us to do that and it was and i think they knew because nobody wants to be kind of put in a situation where you feel like you're mimicking somebody um to a t with with that the ascension right, becomes right. you guys become dominant like in nxt when you guys win the tag titles you guys are dominant right. i think it was neville and graves or something but you know, once you guys get going they bring in too cool that back you guys beat them uh baylor and atami right. who are the two big names obviously and you guys beat i mean what did you think about the run because you guys are going to be i think it's 200 plus days as tag champs what do you think about just the dominant run of you guys of the ascension yeah um i was grateful i mean how can you not be right you're grateful the fans liked it um it was um it was you know when you're in when you're in these moments like you don't think about it because you you just get so caught up to that and then the next day it's like okay let's just move on to the next day but looking back at it now like you're appreciative of all those moments that you had to be in the ring with like say too cool you know um my god like how cool is that like legit not even trying to be funny about it but like like to be in the ring with two guys that were well that weren't just great fucking dudes but you know they were i think they were one of the best at what they did they were absolute professionals um and they were fun to watch it was fun to work on you know um I, i'm grateful for that uh we also at the time we wrestled the wolves too um davy richards and um, um eddie edwards thank you eddie edwards and um i mean like my god like to, to be able to work those guys like it was uh you know on top of all these other people that we got to work it was just so much fun and then of course we go to the main roster and, and you work guys like um billy gunn and road dog like you know you get to be in the ring with all these legends like it it, it was it's it's really cool to look back at it did you think though like when you guys are ta tag champs in nxt like you yeah. think everything is going along good? Are you thinking about getting called up, or are you just thinking about NXT? Well, I think at that point it was just kind of day to day. You know, um, we were we were told when we were going to go up, so of course you're excited. 
Um, but, you know, when you're around the business for so long, you know, you, you get excited, but you don't get too overexcited, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where we weren't thinking about, I mean, we knew we wanted to go to the main roster, but it was, um, it was never like, oh my gosh, we've got to hurry up and get there. We've got to, you know, we're, we're trying to, um, I guess, embrace everything the best we can. You know, we went to the PC, you know, it wasn't like it was tough for us at the time. We were just getting ready with Terry Taylor. Um, you do your drills and stuff like that, which was super cool. And then you go hit the ice tub, especially me. I'd go bang out that ice tub because, you know, my rickety body needed it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, like, okay, we're going to get ready for the call-up. And they give you the date and everything like that. Do you – does it go down the way it's supposed to? Like, meaning, like, is it actual that the day you're supposed to go up, everything works out according to plan, or does it get shooken up a bit? Well, so I think, gosh, Vic is so much better at this stuff than I am when it comes to remembering things. Um, we knew. So what I will say is that we knew what we had to go up as. We saw the layout, uh, the whole, the um, creative department came up with this whole concept of the look and everything like that. Um, and, and and it was like, this is it. We're really, we're really we're getting out of here. We're, <laughs> I can't believe it. I got cobwebs, yeah. you know, on my locker right now and, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a while you're like, did they forget about us? It seems like, I don't know, like nothing, not that it doesn't go according to plan, but it seems like there's always some like bumps in the road. Like it, yeah. crazy things happen in the business. Yeah. I mean, there's come on, man. <laughs> like it's like, that's life, right? Like, yeah. Everybody says this is the way it's going to go. And then sometimes you're going to hit some bumps and speed bumps. Sometimes you'll hit a wall, you know, but you just got to keep on going. Who, who called you up, Johnny Ace? Uh, no, uh, we actually had a meeting um, in Stanford. We did a um, meeting from Stanford to, uh, to the PC. And it was, uh, it was Hunter. Hunter was the one that made the call. Um, with a lady by the name of Jane Geddes and Canyon Seaman. Um, and it, it really, for me, it was one of the happiest days of my life because I had been in, you know, in um, developmental for so long that you almost never thought you'd ever make it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you could sense uh, like, yes, yes, this is happening. With that and you, the call up, they have the vignette. You know, they, they show like some vignettes of you guys. Did you right. debut the way you wanted to as far as the look? Because it seemed like a little bit of a different variation than NXT. I mean, we here's the deal, right? If you don't want to do it, they're going to find two other people that are going to want to do it. Hmm. Yep. You know, um, yep. and not, and again, this kind of goes back to what we talked about. Not everything's going to go according to plan, card subject to change. Yes. You know, there's always bumps in the road and, and that's okay. You just uh, adapt and, and you ru- and you run with it because I'm sure there are two other people that would love to have taken that spot if we didn't. And with where we were in our career, it was a make or break, right? Like, you know, we were older. It was like, Hey, <laughs> this is, 
you're either you're either in this or we, we're probably gonna have to get rid of you. Right. You know, that's kind of the that's the feeling that was never said, but that's the feeling. So they bring you up. Did you yep. think like, oh, man, like this isn't the Hunter vision, like the Triple H vision of us. Like they change us a little bit, which always seems to happen with Vince. Even Karrion Cross recently, he right. was way different on the main roster than he was even Tommaso Ciampa. Even when he goes from NXT and he's on Raw the next night and, you know, flip-flop, whatever, he's right. different. Is that just the Vince thing? Does he just get, like, ah, I wanted to change it in his vision. Like why has it changed? Well, it's his it's his company. <laughs> <laughs> But it was. It seemed to work though in NXT. You know what I mean? Like, it, would you want to change something that was working? Well, you know, there. I, I personally don't believe you should change anything, right? Because, yeah. um, and this is just you know my personal opinion. I don't. I, I mean, why break something or why fix something that's not broken? Um, but you got. But it's such a different time too because you've got Neville too, for instance. They had a whole different vision with Neville, if you remember correctly. Yes. Where another uh, guy. Yep. they wanted to put a cape on him and make him a superhero. And, and uh, you know, so, you know, not, not everything is going to go according to plan. But, you know, we wouldn't be having this uh, conversation, you and I, had we not have been the quote-unquote knockoffs or whatever. Right. <laughs> and that's just being real. Like, I look at things in a realistic manner. Like, I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm actually grateful, to be honest with you. Do you think, though, that, okay, you're there. You guys are dominant in NXT. Triple H has, like, the perfect tag team. Vince, here you go. And then, you know, it's like, okay, you beat the Outlaws. You're going good. But then it's like you lose to the right. primetime players. And, you're, you know, it's like you're not kind of hitting where – Triple H or even us as fans that were loving the Ascensions. Like, you didn't hit right. where we thought you would. Does that bother you at all? It's like, man, we should have done more in WWE because, I don't it, nothing was missing yeah. from, from you guys. Like, it wasn't the talent's fault, I don't think. Well, you know, so here's what I'm learning when I do indie shows now. And it, and now we get to be able to talk to fans and we get to be able to hear their perspective on things. And, and already hearing you talk about it tells me that uh, you appreciated what we did. Yeah. And and so for me, as a performer slash wrestler, whatever, like to be able to hear that from the fans, um, I don't think there's nothing that needs to be said about that because the fans reiterating everything is really the thing that makes me go, you get it, you understand. And that means so much to me because, you know, Anybody that gets let go in a job, like you're never going to feel good. Nobody does. I don't care what they say. You know, it's a horrible feeling. You don't want anybody to experience it, but it's part of life. It's what we do. Um, and it happens to everybody every day. A nine to five job does the same thing. So you can sit there and let it eat you alive or you just keep on moving, you know. But the best thing that I've learned so far um, being around and talking with people um, is hearing that the fans know, and it's so appreciative to hear that. Like they know and they get it. And hearing you say that acknowledges it to me already that you totally understand. 
And I think that was the great time of NXT when you guys were tag team. Because it was, and it seemed like everything was was rolling nicely. You guys were great in the tag division. Everything was good. Then you get on the main roster. It's like, okay, here we go. Let's see what Vince is going to do with these guys. And then it's like, okay, start strong beating the legendary outlaws. And it's like, I don't know, you move across and it's just like, it's just, he's just not doing anything with you guys. And he's changing the look and changing a little bit and maybe more face paint. Or, you know, it, I don't know, it, it just it didn't jive to me what the ascension really was. It's almost like he changed it for the worse, for, for my personal opinion. I just yeah. thought that, you know, you guys had so much more potential. So then when they do like Cosmic Wasteland with Cody Rhodes, it's like, okay, all right, here's something. Cool, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, here's something. They're going to do something with it. And then no. <laughs> that was fun. We had a lot of fun doing that. I, I, I hope you when you when you interviewed Vic, uh, Vic you talked about that because yeah. we had a blast doing that like yep. that was a lot of fun, um, and then of course you know I'm waiting to hear about uh, when we worked with Brazango, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what that did was, you think? What did like Cosmic Wasteland was cool and, and Vic said it too like it should have been much more. You guys had so much right. potential. Obviously, we all know what Cody can do. Even though he's playing Stardust, we know he's got so much right. more potential of use. Right. But, it's like, oh, okay, they're going to do it, then nothing. And then all of a sudden they're doing that jokey thing with Prezango. Like, what did you feel about that? Well, well, so <laughs> that's a great question. Because <laughs> um, at first when we did it, we were like, well, boys, this ship's going to sink real fast. <laughs> Especially when you when you brought us on, right? And yeah. we're like, sorry, guys, we're, we're really going to, we're really going to sink this ship for you. <laughs> and, um, and it ended up turning out to be the absolute opposite. And what was so nice about that was that we got to be able to do what we wanted to do. There wasn't a lot of uh, restrictions on us or there wasn't a lot of, um, no, you can't do this or yes, you can do this. It was, hey, have at it. This is the basis that we're gonna talk about um, and Let's see what happens. And the next thing you know, I'm pouring syrup on a log, which I have no damn idea why I was doing it, you know, and, and then come to find out, you know, that it was a big deal, the, the whole scene that we shot. And it got picked up. We couldn't leave it. Um, and, and it turned into a big deal. Like, it, that probably was the most fun we've had because you know we're showing the audience a different side of us too it's not like we just have to be big and tough and mean but we can you know we can actually it's cool we can laugh at ourselves man it's all right <laughs> you know i could put a stupid hulk hogan looking mustache on my face just to get a pop you know right. like i didn't care like yeah, we were just having a good time i wore little ties you know just to make the audience laugh i didn't care so you know it was nice to be able to do that and show the fans another side of us it is cool, like to think, like okay, we could do something character based and just have fun, like it almost like don't care, throw caution to the wind kind of thing. Right. Well, then that's what you did, right? And then yeah. you know you just saw what stuck, what didn't stick, and we got lucky, and um, and it worked out uh, in our favor. So it was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Were you surprised by the release? No, and anybody that says they are for. <laughs> Anybody that says they are, you kind of have a tendency to know. You get it. You've got a feeling. You know, um, it doesn't just come out of nowhere when you get released. You know, there, there. We for I want to say for a while there, we weren't even on the road. You know, and uh, but they were still paying us. You know, um, 
which they didn't have to do. That's another thing. They didn't have to do that, you know, and then it was uh, about nine months later, 10 months later, they were like, okay, guys, listen, we basically got nothing for you. Um, and listen, nine, like you're prepared. Like, it's like, just listen, is it going to happen or isn't it going to happen? Because at this point, we're just kind of like, hey, are you going to fire us or <laughs> are you going to put us on the road? You know, just just let us know. We're ready to do either or at this point. So, um, yeah, any any for the most part, uh, most people that get let go, there's a general feeling that they know something's up. So as we hit the wind down, we head towards the finish here. Uh -oh. What is next for you? Like, what's next? The Awakening going to be doing some more teaming together? You and Victor, yeah. the school. What's next? Yeah. So you know, I, I, you know, I'm now currently taking bookings. Um, and any promoter can hit me at, at uh, my email um, at Ryan Parmeter Rocket Mail, or they can, they can, um, they can hit me on my uh, in my social media, big underscore con one. Look for the verifications. Um, so I'm still taking bookings now. I, I've been kind of sitting back, holding back on that. Um, my focus has been with the school. The school's about to get up and running even more so now, especially bringing on Evan Bourne and Sumi Sakai. You know, me, Jay Lethal, and David Mercury. Like, the school is doing excellent. Um, and I get to be a dad. And that's been the best part of my life so far, is the fact that I get to be um, in tune with my son. Um, because I never had a father, you oh, know, wow. my father, my father left me when I was two. And, uh, one of those things that blow my mind is that I don't understand how a father can leave a child, you know? Um, of course, obviously, unless, you know, they pass, but, um, it just, I get to be in the moments with my son. That's been the biggest thing for me. Um, and I take him the shows with me when I can, you know, which is so cool. Cause he's a super wrestling fan now, which I love. Not a Redskin fan, or what is it? The Commanders. Commanders. <laughs> Commanders. <laughs> Where apparently we spend our third round farm just to get Carson Wentz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. How old is uh, your son, by the way? He's four. Oh, so he he's he's getting into it. Yeah. yeah yes, he yeah. is. Yes, and Mama's watching him right now. So, um, but man, he's the best. You know, oh, man, John, I could like one of the best moments uh, of my life was I. About a month ago, I uh, I ended up getting hacked, and they ended up breaking into my crypto, and they stole all my money that was in my crypto. I cannot get it back, so I'm out. Wow. A lot of money. So I'm sitting there on my couch, and I'm just so depressed. Like I'm like, man, I can't believe this. Like, why? How could I do this? Like, you know, I just lost a good chunk of change, and my my son sits right up next to me, and he's never said this before, and he goes, Dad. And I go, what's up, Bubba? And he goes, you're my best friend. <laughs> Very and nice. I was like, Very cute. Yeah. I was like, wow. Like that, that whew, made my, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Everything what rushes away. Yeah. Gone. Yep. Do you have children? Yes. Six year old son and a four year old daughter. That's awesome. Yep. That's so awesome. They're both crazy. They're both nuts. Yeah, yeah, they are. But in a good way. In a good way. I was going to say, but yeah. in a good way. It keeps us young-ish. Yep. Yep. And hey, life is always unpredictable <laughs> with with them. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, you wake up six in the morning. You don't. You never know what the day may bring. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the truth. 
So as far as you, I also noticed, I know you've wrestled them before, but it's funny. I saw FTRs posting that they want to do tag matches and stuff. I was immediately just thinking rematch FTR, you know, revival, if you will, against the Ascension, the Awakening would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be a lot of fun too. You know, um, they're, they're both, I mean, they're, they're standout guys. Obviously they're pros at what they do. Um, They will be acknowledged for, in my mind, uh, wrestling eternity. You know, and they're both really good, genuine dudes, too. Do you have, like, guys you want to wrestle? And Some people say dream matches. I guess some people right. won't. Say, but they're no. guys you want to wrestle. Is there guys you want to wrestle? Yeah. So, you know, um, we just, uh, Vic and I just hit one on our bucket list. We got to wrestle uh, Rock and Roll Express. Oh, awesome. That's right. I saw that. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, that was, that right there, I'm like, man, this is this is amazing. And see what, uh, what a lot of people don't know that Robert Gibson was my coach in deep South wrestling. He was there. He was a coach wow. and not a lot of people knew that about him. So, and I never ever got in a ring with him um, other than practice. So to actually be in a ring to share a moment on his farewell tour and to let him know how much I love him in front of the people. And thank you to him and Ricky for everything they've done because they have paved the way for tag team wrestling. And if it wasn't for those two, I wouldn't have probably been able to feed my family. And so I will always, always be grateful for those two men. But uh, but rock and roll, I know uh, Vic wanted to, Vic wanted us to work the Briscoes, you know. Um, uh, there was, uh, you know, for me, um, a guy I've never been in the ring with, that I'd love to get in the ring with. Um, you know, I got to work with Rhino, which is amazing, who I love. He's been part of the rejuvenation of my career, <laughs> if you have, you will. Yep. Um, I would love to work Tommy Dreamer. Believe it or not, I would love to work Tommy. One, he was the guy that found me. Um, and, and two, he's just, he loves the business so much. And uh, it would be nice to be able to show my appreciation to be in the ring with him, you know, win or lose, it doesn't matter. You know, I'd bump my ass off for that guy. If I had to, I wouldn't care, you know, just, that's just how highly I think of him um, for helping me have the life that I honestly, John, I couldn't have had. Love it. Before we let you go, where can everybody find you again? I know you mentioned it briefly before, but where can everybody find your social media and even uh, the wrestling lab? Where can everybody find you? Yeah, uh, so um, big underscore con one. Look for the verification. I'm accepting bookings right now. Um, also, uh, go to uh, all uh, all lowercase the underscore wrestling underscore lab. Um, if you have any interest whatsoever to be trained by the five of us as coaches, um, you can also reach us at 727-826-0497. Just call, um, and we're there. We'll get back to you. It's It's not a big deal. All right. Awesome stuff from the Big Cow. Thank you so much for all the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother.